0: Welcome to the Art of Money Podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money Podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group, you can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. Gentlemen, there is a lot going on this week, so let's get to it. The Fed is showing more open assault on soaring inflation, but I want you to hear this clip from CNBC's Steve Leesman. He explains on what the Fed could be doing.
1: They're going to take the most aggressive steps they've almost ever taken now to deal with inflation, try to slow the economy. For example, the Fed normally raises rates very slowly, like one quarter percentage point every meeting at a time. But it's expected at this next meeting, they'll hike by a half a percentage point, something they have not done in 20 years. And there may be more than one increase of that size at the next several meetings.
0: All right. So it's sounding like more price increases are on the way because not all the inflation has really trickled down to the consumer. So if the Fed is being aggressive, Art Luke, how aggressive should the retirement saver be with their financial plan?
2: Well, there's two totally different animals right there. The Fed is trying to gauge, you know, they're doing their best to keep inflation at check. And their power to do that is interest rates. So they can either raise rates and slow the economy down or lower Rates and speed up the economy and make the flow of money and the availability of money very easy. So, when they raise rates, we call it tightening, you know, and then they can also tighten in other ways where they make less money available. The Fed does less by buying of treasuries, things like that. Um, and they're kind of doing all of that right now. So, what the Fed is trying to do, and if you look at the market expectation, is we started this year at a quarter of a percent or less than that. When um, they raised it a quarter at their first meeting, they're expected to be somewhere around one9 to 2% by the end of the year. So that would mean, just what that guy said, a couple 50-point basis raises, and probably every one of them will be 50 basis points this year. So um, it looks like for the next three quarters, we're probably going to see 50 basis point raise. What the Fed is trying to do is slow the economy down so it's not overheated where we have all these crazy high prices, uh, inflationary prices, because things were the money flow was too cheap, too easy to borrow, too easy to do all those things. Um, and that way, the demand drops. And when the demand drops, it'll make the prices go down. That's the theory. But then they have to be very careful not to kick us into recession. So it's a very careful balancing act. And then basically, at the the time the Fed raises like that, it's been hitting bonds hard. So if you look at the market for the year, we kind of had our low in the stock market back in February. But if you look at the bond markets, the bond markets are down more right now than the stock market. So it's been a very, very tough year combined because typically most people listen to our show and their 401ks have stocks, bonds, and cash. Mm-hmm. Well, typically you have about 50% of your money in stocks or more, depending on your age. And then you have the other 50% in bonds. And right now you have a market that's down about 5% for the year bonds that are down about eight percent for the year so it's been a tough year so and with the fed raising it may still continue to
3: have added pressure on bonds yeah i think the fed's going to come out with a 50-point hike in the may meeting and i think they're going to probably do another one or a couple more of those but historically the fed usually comes up a little short of what their goals are because they see what it's doing to the economy now this time is different because we had so much money being printed with COVID, and Mm -hmm. so much of it's still not spent yet You know, when the government prints $8 trillion or whatever they printed, right, half of it's still trickling through the government. That's the problem with not giving it to the people, but that's (laughs) another topic. Um, But yeah, Art's correct. The bond market's getting destroyed this year. So the bonds are down from their highs of last year about 11%. It's one of the worst declines in fixed income in the last 40 years. So we have stocks struggling, we have bonds struggling, there's a lot of pressure on the Fed. And somehow through all this, they think they're still going to make a soft landing where it doesn't throw us into recession. If you go back and look at a chart of the the Fed raising rates, it's stairs on the way up and the elevator down. So they usually overdo it. So. Staying slow is kind of the goal, but there's a lot of inflation right now. So it's a tough spot to be in for the Fed.
0: We've said it a couple of times already about a possible recession. And I know some weeks you've said, "Ah, it looks like it may happen. And some weeks you say, now we could fend one off. Where are your thoughts now of a possible recession?
3: As of right now, we don't forecast one. All of our indicators are still positive except for real personal income. So from an economy standpoint, we don't see it. Mm. But if we start seeing you know, unemployment rise or, you know, retail sales start falling off. You know, we just have one of the highest prints in industrial production ever. So whether it's, you know, us as workers working overtime to meet some of the demand or just, you know, keeping up with the retail sales. But right now things are looking good. Um, Six to 12 months from now, you know, things, things change pretty quick. So I'm still in the middle, but I don't see a recession as of right now nothing on our tea leaves right now
0: if you believe the predictions that the market could go down even further you might want to pull back on that risk but the question becomes when do you start pushing back in here's a quote you might like from terry smith of FunSmith. he says there are only two types of people those who can't market time and those who don't know they can't market time so how do you temper expectations with this volatile market
2: basically you
0: know they're where do you put money
2: right now that's not impacted by inflation very few places can you do that maybe in a, a commodity but as soon as you go to a commodities commodities are extremely volatile and they will bounce around like crazy so the last thing you want to do is put your life savings you know a million dollars two million dollars in a commodity and a hundred percent in because you're trying to keep pace with inflation so what you want to try to do is manage the risk you know Luke and I have said this many times you don't want to try to time the market because you have to be right twice. You have to get out at the right time and get back in at the right time. What we try to do is watch the money flows, watch kind of what's happening with what's working, what's not working in the market right now, and then have alternatives to that. So there are things you can do. There's ways to have your money invested. You know, some 401ks allow a stable value type fund. It's not paying a lot. Might be paying one, one and a quarter percent, but it's better than being down 8% right now in bonds. So there are things you can do. We also have to Things like that, that we call non-correlated investments, where you have different type of investments that are not moving with the markets right now. You're not moving with bonds. You're not moving with um, the stock market being negative, And you want to have those type of investments in your portfolio. So when you kind of go through these periods, and you got bonds down 8%, you got stock market down 5%, but yet when you look at your portfolio, you're only down 2 or
3: 3%. Yeah, so someone who's always good to watch when the market's down is Warren Buffett. right? Mm-hmm. What's Warren Buffett doing? Well, over the last year, Warren Buffett has outperformed the S&P 500. Now, when the S&P 500 goes up 30 or 40% in any given year, he's not there with it. He's kind of your slower, steady wins the race. But right now, what the the Oracle of Omaha, they call him, Mm -hmm. he's looking like the right investor at the moment because he's more of a value play. And so you have to have some of those in your portfolio as well. I mean, you can't, you know, if you own Netflix last week, you were down 30% in one day. Yeah, you know, if you owned Facebook a couple months ago, you were down the same amount in one day. So your high flyers can be good, but they're usually only good to a certain point, point. and that's what we saw recently with Netflix and Facebook. So sometimes, you know, the billionaire in Omaha is right Actually, <laughs> more more times than not. He is. That's why he's Warren Buffett.
0: There was a study, Art Luke, that said having too much free time is just as bad for your well being as not having enough free time. It's because when you're bored, you feel like you're lacking productivity and purpose. So do you work with any clients who have had this problem because they didn't envision that their retirement life, what it would really be like, and they find themselves getting bored?
2: We have clients that really struggle with a transition. So You know, especially us as men, a lot of times, when we go to a party or we're going to a big event and we're meeting people we don't know, you kind of reach your hand out, reach across the aisle and you say, hey, I'm Art, I do X, Y, and Z. You know, you're just, that's the way you enter a conversation a lot of times. And a lot of people have a lot of anxiousness about that. They're like, now that I'm retired, who am I? You know, mm-hmm. who who's my identity? Because a lot of times we have that identity wrapped uh, in what we do as a career. And I said, well, nothing's really going to change. You've been an engineer for thirty years, or you've been a rocket scientist for thirty years, or you've been a physician for thirty years. What you now say is, hey, I'm a retired, you know, <laughs> rocket scientist, <laughs> or know, I'm right? a retired. And I go, and then as soon as you say that, the person on the other side of the handshake is immediately jealous because they want to know how you are retired. I said, what'll happen is the next next five years, you're going to be up to date on what's going on, and you'll be able to have the conversations like you've always had, but then about five after five years, you're going to not be as timely, and 10 years from now, you won't know what's going on, but you won't care. I said, so everything will be fine, and they all laugh and have a good time, but one of the things that Luke and I do, we'll give out a book that's been written by Patrick Kelly, and he does a really good job, and it's called The Seven Secrets to a Happy Retirement kind of prepares our clients on how to transition from that work life to that retirement life and how to prepare for that because there are some emotional things that you go through in that transition period and making sure that our
0: clients are ready for that. The book is called Seven Secrets to a Happy Retirement. and Pick up a complimentary copy courtesy of the team at the McPherson Financial Group. All you got to do is give the team a call. 772-281-5223. 772-281-5223. The next five callers will get a complimentary copy of the seven secrets to a happy retirement. And have you found that some people aren't, that they're happy being bored in retirement? Maybe they've gone, like, I'll tell you, I'm so busy all the time. I mean, you get six hours to yourself and you're like, this is heaven. Like, do you find people that have been working their whole life and they're okay with just shutting it down? What I have heard a lot of times is people will say, I don't know how I did it while I was working. Yeah.
2: They're like, I never have enough time in the day as it is. And I got all day and they're trying to do things around the house They're trying to do a lot of things with their kids and their grandkids. They're trying to do the travel, but usually it's just the house itself and all the work around the house. Mm -hmm. They're like, I don't know how I ever got this done. I'm like, well, you really didn't get it done. You just did the bare minimum. That's right.
0: (laughs) And everybody's like, yeah, that's true. I didn't know it was possible to lose three sleeves of golf balls in one week, but I can do it. (laughs) Hey, take advantage of it this weekend. a complimentary copy of Seven Secrets to a Happy Retirement, courtesy of Art McPherson, 772-281-5223. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com.